Thank you so much for everyone sharing. Uh, I had uh, I had nothing to preach this morning, and even now I feel like I have nothing. And so the Lord is the Lord is bailing me out big time through all of your sharing. So praise the Lord for all that you shared, and it means I can share very little. Uh, please pray, Father. We just humble ourselves before you. We surrender before you. We give thanksgiving before you. We praise your holy name. We ask, Lord, that you would speak, even in this short time, a word that you want to communicate to me and to your people. Lord, we want to be humble, obedient, um, people with a broken, contrite heart who know how to repent, who know how to receive forgiveness by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. King David is a, uh, a colorful character. Some people focus on his failures and they say, uh, almost use him as a justification for a life of sin. And that is just so far from, from what we should glean from his life. Uh, King David, he, he prayed so much. He was so God-centered. He, uh, he penned half of the Psalms. And, and yet there was this, this colossal failure that we read about in, in 2 Samuel 11. And we, we think, how is this possible? How is this man of faith able to fall in this way? And I think it just shows we're all uh, susceptible to sin. Um, you might be doing well in your life, but one moment of of carelessness, one moment of um, putting down your guard, one moment of just entertaining the deceitfulness of sin and any one of us can fall. If King David can fall, all of us can fall. And that's what sin does. It, it, it blinds you. Uh, and, and there's so much that Satan does and he's just lying to you and when he says something to you, it just, like we know it's wrong. We know it's bad. We know it's, it's, it's damaging to our soul. And yet, in that moment, when you're deceived, you cannot see it. You're blind and you're deaf. And then you move in the direction of that sin. And before you know it, sin has taken you far, uh, uh, much farther than you ever thought you would ever go. And King David, uh, what I learned from him, you know, he, is, you know, he did the adultery with Bathsheba. He did a, a massive cover-up with his uh, captain of his army, Joab. Um, he sent Uriah, Bathsheba's husband, to the front lines, and, 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 and Uriah was killed. And, and this adultery, cover-up, and murder was, happened to one of the most godliest men who ever lived. And it shows us the power of sin. It is so deceitful. And once you sin, it doesn't matter how great of a Christian you were up until that point. In a moment, you could lose everything. In a moment, you could be so hardened that the, the, the connection that you had with God that was so close, you can be uh, severed from that in a moment. And so what people were sharing as you confess your sins, and as you surrender your life, we're, we're, we're acknowledging there are some blockages. Like, why can't I hear the voice of God? If Jesus is my shepherd, I'm a sheep, why am I having so, so much difficulty? And so we should ask the Holy Spirit, please convict me of my sin. 
please show me my sin. Please show me what's blocking uh, my ears from hearing the voice of God and from my eyes from seeing the glory of God. Uh, sin, it blocks you and causes you to become blind and deaf and blocks your relationship with God. What I learned from uh, David is that he knew how to repent in a godly way. God-centered repentance uh, is, is one of the main things that we should draw from, from David's life. Uh, and there are many counterfeit repentances that I see. Uh, Am, um, Amnon, one of David's sons, how did he repent? Actually, he did not repent. He, he lusted after his sister. He had, uh, he had a, uh, a, a wicked counsel from one of his friends. And it's so important who you have in your inner circle, who you consider your friends. Even Joab, he was an uh, uh, um, in-law. And so uh, David did not have good discernment about Joab. Amnon did not have good discernment about his friends. So in his moment of lusting, he should have been directed and counseled to repent of his sin. But instead, he got a counsel of how to, uh, to actually enjoy the sin. And as soon as he committed the sin, Amnon's reaction was to uh, be so angry at the person whom he sinned against, his very sister, and he threw her out. And that's what sin does. As soon as you sin, you know you've sinned. But instead of repenting before God, you get angry. Uh, you get angry at the person. You get angry at, 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 the, at the website. You get angry at life. And, and you don't actually repent. King David knew how to repent. Absalom, what did he do when he had hatred in his heart? He buried it. So people can get angry at sin. People can bury the sin. What does David do? He brings his sin before God. And he says, I've sinned against God. You alone. And that is Psalm 51. Uh, and you can read this on your own. It is, it is, the, it is probably the, 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 one of the Psalms you want to commit to memory. It teaches us how to repent before God and Him alone. Um, we know from Romans 6 that the wages of sin is death. And we've all sinned. The fact that you and I are alive, it is the grace of God. We should have all been wiped off from the face of this earth years ago. From the first time we sinned. But God in His mercy, He has allowed you to another day to repent. He has allowed you another day to come before Him. He's out allowed you another day to live and have breath in your lungs so you can give thanks and praise to Him. It is the mercy of God that we have not been struck down in our sin, but He's given us a chance to repent. There are consequences when we sin. David knew there was consequences. God says in 2 Samuel 12 that your son is going to die. And, and we see how David uh, uh, dealt with the consequences of sin. He was fasting. He was pleading for the life of his son. His, his son was afflicted from, uh, right after he was born. And he was, he was repenting before God and pleading for, uh, uh, for the life of his son. And sin has consequences. We think we just say sorry and then God just automatically has to forgive us and our life is going to be smooth. There are consequences when we sin. And so I, I'm, I'm trying to encourage you to, uh, to struggle with sin to the point of shedding blood. Don't take sin lightly. 
Sin leaves scars. There are consequences of sin. And for David, it was the death of his son. We think God is not like that. He, as soon as you say sorry, it's all good. No, there is a consequence to sin and we should take sin seriously. Repent before God. And, and part of taking the, the consequences of sin is whatever God, whatever consequence He gives, we accept it. Because David, his son died. Like he was fasting, praying before the Lord during that, that seven-day period when he's pleading before, for the life of his son because he says, who knows, God may turn, God may show mercy. And, and the, the elders who are watching David grieving, he's not eating, he's... He's, he looks like he's in bad shape and they're, they're afraid to tell David that your son died. But David, as soon as he knew that his son died, what does he do? He washes his face. He does not grieve. He worships the Lord. That is how we know that God, he is God-centered. Whatever God says, he's going to accept the consequences. We accept the consequences of sin. We don't presume to be forgiven. We ask for forgiveness. When you repent, make sure it's God-centered. Uh, make sure you, um, you, uh, are, are okay. you understand there are consequences. Like, I deserve to die. My life may be a mess after this sin. And, and if you actually were to, just to summarize David's life, I mean, he had a glorious life before age 30. If I were to think about David in the next 40 years, this sin and his repentance defines David in these 40 years. And, and, but it left consequences. And what were the consequences? God says there is going to be strife in your house. Not only did his son die, there is strife in his house. And what happens is Amnon's rape of his sister, the incestuous relationship, all of that happening under David's roof, David being uh, paralyzed in his, in his parenting, not, not, take, not being angry but not doing anything, almost being passive. Things are happening according to the Word of God and the sinfulness of people and free will that everyone has. And then Absalom, his own son, is out to kill him. This is God's judgment. So sin has consequences. We should understand that and struggle to the point of shedding blood. And so when we ask for forgiveness, um, um, don't presume it, but ask for forgiveness by the blood of Jesus. Plead the blood of Jesus. Okay, let's pray. many counterfeit repentances there are those who mouth the words forgive me but it's not before the Lord there's a hatred of the sin as Amnon displayed hatred of himself hatred of the person he sinned against but that's not repentance there is Judas who had remorse, who felt bad about himself. That is not repentance. There is a religious person who tries to cover up his sin through sacrifice. 
the Lord doesn't accept such sacrifices. The kind of sacrifice that the Lord accepts is a broken and contrite heart. So let's come to the Lord humbly. Let's say, Lord, every sin against is against you and you alone. Let's come before the Lord, surrender, and repent of all of our sins. The bulk of our prayer is right there, surrender and repentance. The bulk of the prayer is right there. After you've repented, uh, ask for the Holy Spirit to convict you of other sins that you may be blind to, any other blockages in your relationship with God. And then once He's laid out all of your sins before the Lord, repent before e for each one and ask for forgiveness for each one. And then after you've asked for forgiveness, plead the blood of Jesus. So let's some, spend some time with godly repentance. Father, forgive us. Father, forgive us. Father, forgive us as singles for sinning against you in our ambition and our greed and our selfishness forgive us as spouses for being harsh with our spouses forgive us as parents for not displaying Christ uh, to our children for uh, doing it our way instead of your ways Lord we make a mess of our life every single day Lord every sin deserves death the wages of sin is death so every sin is deserving of death Lord the fact that we are alive is the great mercy of God. We are, we are the recipients of immense mercy of God. The fact that we still have breath, we still have an opportunity to repent before you, it is the incredible, undeserved mercy of God that we have breath in our lungs, that we haven't been struck down, that, Lord, you give us another day to repent and to, uh, uh, to ask for, the forgive, for forgiveness by the blood of Jesus. Lord, forgive me for every sin. Lord, you know them. You know the ones I've uttered. Holy Spirit, I pray that you convict me of any sin that I'm blind to. Please, Lord, show it to me that I may repent. Show, please forgive me of every sin of my lips, every sin of my attitude, every sin of my emotions, and every sin of failing, failing to give thanks. Forgive me, Lord, for, uh, for, for not repenting before you, just repenting in my own thoughts, repenting before people, but not repenting before you. Lord, help me to be, have God-centered repentance, not to be angry at myself, not be angry at sin. Lord, not just to cover the sin with sacrifice and works. Father, forgive me for, uh, for, for having remorse, but not repentance. Forgive me for not coming before you with all of my sins. Lord, I ask you to forgive me. One by one, I ask you to forgive me. Holy Spirit, convict me of any sin that I do not see. Please forgive me, Lord, of any sin that I do not see. Lord, I avail myself to you. I avail, Lord, I ask you to speak. Lord, there are so many hidden sins I'm not even aware of. Lord, the fact that I have difficulty hearing your voice. Lord, there's some blockage I'm not aware of. Lord, I ask you to, to show me the blockage. I ask you, Lord, to show me, Lord, why I am deaf, why I am blind, why my heart can be hardened. Lord, show me, Lord, sins that have deceived me. Lord, I want to bring my heart before you. Lord, and may I come in brokenness and a contriteness of my heart as King David did. Lord, uh, King David's defining moment in these 40 years is his repentance a godly repentance Lord there are consequences to our sin Lord we see it in the generations we see it in generational curses we see it in David's life it affected his children it affected his kingdom Lord there were many consequences many scars that sin uh, sin left in its wake so Lord I ask that you remove any every generational sin by the by the 
power of Jesus Christ. I pray that you sever and break every generational sin. I, I plead the blood of Jesus over myself, over Jackie, over Timothy, over Jeremiah, over Elijah, of, of my household, and the Park household, and the Kim household, and the No household, and the Kwok household, and the Kim household. Every single person, uh, every single, single brother in this church, every person uh, who steps foot in this church, every person who, who connects online, I plead the blood of Jesus over our body, our soul, our spirit, our mind, will, emotion, give us clean and good consciences, Lord, cleanse our worldview and our thoughts, our mind, our, our eyes, our ears, our mouth, every part of us to be covered and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Lord, we ask, oh Lord, teach us how to repent before you. Lord, we're not, this is, this is not a game. Lord, we don't want to be religious. We don't want to go through rituals. Help us, Lord, to bring our hearts before you. Lord, the Word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. I pray that it would cut to the heart, that we would be cut to the heart, that the Holy Spirit would show us the, the hidden things, the intentions and the thoughts and the motives of the heart, the hidden thoughts, the scripts that we that are running in the background that we don't even are aware of. Lord, we see the fruit of, of our lives. And Lord, there's something that is not right. The root, Lord, needs to be, uh, things need to be uprooted. The foundation needs to be uh, demolished and reset on the foundation of Jesus. So Lord, we ask, oh Lord, show us in this moment how to come before you in humility. Show us how to come before you in humility. Show us to come before you in humility. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, forgive us, forgive me of all of my sins and all of our sins. We come before you and you alone. And we bring our hearts before you. We bring our thoughts before you, our mind, our will, emotion, our soul, the attitudes of our heart, heart the motives of our heart, the hidden things. We bring every crevice and corner of our heart to you. We come in brokenness and contriteness. Every time we sin, we deserve death. We understand it, Lord. But we thank you that through the blood of Jesus, Jesus, you paid the price. The fact that we're alive is because you died in our, in our stead. You died in our behalf. And through the shedding of your blood and the breaking of your body that we, that we celebrate um, every time we partake in the Lord's Supper, Lord, we're saying that we have been shown incredible mercy the fact that we have life. We have been shown incredible mercy. Your mercies are new every morning. Lord, help us to struggle against sin to the point of shedding blood because sin has consequences. Sin leaves generational curses. Sin does things in our lives, in the lives of our loved ones. So Lord, it's not enough to just say, uh, uh, forgive me and just move on. Lord, there are consequences. We see it in David's life. We see it in his children. We see it in the kingdom that he, that he, that he was re reigning over. So Lord, we ask, oh Lord, that you have mercy, that you lessen your judgment, that you remove the consequences, that you sever in the blood of Jesus and in the name of Jesus any generational curse in our family line. We cut in the name of Jesus all generational curses. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, for the cleansing 
over our body, our soul, our spirit, our mind, our will, our thoughts. We pray, O oh Lord, that you cover and cleanse us by your blood. Thank you, Lord, for David's life. We see, uh, we see the gospel story un uh, unfolding through his life. Every, every uh, part of David's life points to Jesus, our good shepherd. We exalt his name above every name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And as you keep praying, if you would like some personal prayer uh, for healing or for whatever, whatever your need is, please feel free to come forward. We'd love to pray for you. Thank you.